Good morning and welcome to the Fatherhood Experience Podcast. It is a Friday, beautiful Friday morning. The sun is just coming up and we are starting on our drive. I think that one of the most important things we can teach our kids is the ability to tell you what they want and the ability to communicate what they need ever since Tristan was a a, a baby when we would have babysitters over that was one of the most consistent feedback that we would get about him is that he, even though he didn't know how to speak he didn't know how to use words yet. He knew how to communicate what he needed. Um, I remember getting that feedback about him in school as well when we transferred to a school and um, they were tracking his development. This was in preschool, I guess, and they were tracking his uh, learning development And they said that he was really good at asking for help. And why is this important? And why do I think it's one of the most important things we can teach them is... I think a lot of people now don't know how to assess what they need, number one. And two, they don't know how to ask for it. I think that's why we get entitled kids that are very difficult to parent because they don't know they can't distinguish the difference between something that they want and something that they need and everything feels like it's a need even though it's just a gut reaction to something or an emotional response to marketing and their emotions are are unhinged and uncontrolled by their logic and so teaching our children to communicate what they need one creates a, an internal accountability because they can hear themselves saying it and they can hear themselves asking for it and I really believe that before you focalize or verbalize something you outweigh the pros and the cons of whether you're gonna get it or not or what's the likelihood that mom's gonna give me this and it actually turns into a negotiating technique, which is what I definitely observed in the children um, growing up. So with Tristan, I definitely noticed it with him because he would negotiate for his dessert. He would negotiate for the amount of money he gets paid for something. Tristan, Zoe, and Zachary, not so much Zachary, but Tristan and Zoe will negotiate um, the sharing of toys or if I pay them for if I pay them for helping out for a chore then they will negotiate the, the div- division of that reward because they'll divide the um, the spoils so to say they'll divide the, the reward because they divided the chore and that negotiation tactic is or the skill of negotiation 
becomes very important when you go into the corporate world and when you go into society because one you will know how to assess what you need in a specific situation and you will know how to communicate what you need and eventually get it in reverse or from the opposite perspective from the person who is being communicated a need it's much easier to empathize with somebody when they tell you that they need something and it's much easier to negotiate from that perspective because you know what they need but also you know how to negotiate what your needs are as somebody who's trying to provide something and an example of that is when the kids want to say they want to play their favorite video game on their iPad <clears throat> but I need to get a chore done out of them for the day they can communicate their wants and I can balance it with my wants and I can present my want as a need so you need to do this first and then I will give you what you want what I need from you is to wash the dishes and then I can provide what you need and so both needs are met but if we don't understand or if our children don't understand the fundamental importance of needs analyses or the the difference between a need and a want um, then they wouldn't know how to negotiate because they wouldn't know what they're really going for and which means that the things that they want are actually movable negotiating pieces right if um, I was in a business and there are things that I need or I just am um, interviewing for a position and I need a specific um, base salary to be able to make my budget to pay my bills and to pay for a mortgage or rent and buy food for the family and not starve then that salary is kind of an immovable um, element of that negotiation everything else can be negotiable right I'll take a lower um, title or I'll take on more responsibility in order to get that salary it's a uh, yeah it's applicable in a lot of things but sometimes of course we can't really choose what jobs are open out there and so that example gets a little bit more difficult but less practical but if you're in that position that does get to be you need to know what you need and what you want. You need to know what the hard requirements are or the hard things that can, that are immovable and the things that you can move around because um, budgeting our money, budgeting our time, budgeting our, the things that we get are a balance between happiness and prosperity, right? Like they don't necessarily always equate to the same thing or else every rich person's 
will be happy and every poor person will be sad. So it's a balance and happiness is something that we have to account for and knowing what we need to be happy is a foundation of being able to get what we need to be happy. And yeah. And if we know how to do that and we know how to basically assess the needs, our needs and the needs of our environment and how to fulfill our needs and the needs of our environment, it becomes very easy to um, operate or it becomes very easy to have a job that you like and you will still be able to be passionate or you can still develop passion inside you. And now I say that even though you're not passionate about your job, you can be passionate about the people inside the job. And the way that we feed and develop that passion is through the fulfillment of their needs inside that job. And we have a network of coworkers who we either need things from or we provide needs to or else what's the point of having a job? So if I was a software engineer um, or in a, in a real life scenario, I was software a quality engineer, then I'm providing tests and verification for the software engineers. And they're providing me with a product, which is the software to test, um, which eventually will go back to the software engineers to release into the product. And they need to be able to tell me what I need to check for, what things to look out for, and I need to tell them um, th some, some specific standards that I need to be able to test their software. So if you're going to be copying and pasting uh, code into the same folder, what's going to happen is your the names for your files are going to iterate as in they will sit there and you'll get a parentheses one for the first copy, parentheses two for the second copy, parentheses three for the next copy, and so on and so forth, which makes it very difficult for um, a test engineer or a tester to automate testing on your software because your names for your files or your object names are gonna iterate every single time you make a copy. So that's a need that I need to communicate, saying, hey, if you want me to, to test your software in a reasonable amount of time, then you need to, then what I need from you is to create um, unique instances in whatever file folder that you create them on, but copy that folder onto another name. You iterate the name of the folder, but the things inside the folder have to stay the same the file names themselves have to stay the same so that my my automated software for testing your software can read it that was kind of a very nerdy example but first one that came to mind good luck <laughs> so yeah the ability to be able to communicate our needs in an environment and at the same time be able to fulfill other people's needs makes it a little bit easier to do your job with a passion for the people if you have no passion for the job because then it becomes about the negotiation of the skills.
another thing that um, that makes us do is it focuses us on the needs themselves and it doesn't focus us on um, potentially the personalities or the tasks that we're doing and the that that's a little hard to, to explain but the when I say that it doesn't focus us on the tasks that we're doing it's about well I don't want to be doing this job because it's below my pay grade like this is just copying pasting into an Excel sheet right but then we don't hyper focus on the fact that oh I'm just copying and pasting into an Excel sheet but we are now focusing on the need to, for those values to get into the Excel program or to get into the um, the formulas and functions that are in that Excel sheet and why we're copying and pasting values in a specific way or in a specific format is because the person downstream of me needs it in that format. So we're focused on the needs of people versus the low, the, the menial tasks or the repetitive tasks or the tasks that are a little too hard, right? If we're focused on the need of the person upstream or downstream of us in our jobs to for us to finish a challenging tasks, it gives us a little bit more oomph or a little bit more reason to finish it because we we want to be able to satisfy the need of someone upstream or downstream of us. And that really allows you to cultivate a passion, your own personal passion, even though you're in a job that you don't want or a job that you don't like, but you're sitting there because it was the only job you can get in the middle of a recession. And we need to take the opportunities to build up on those skills. And I definitely, in that example, I definitely learned a lot of new skills that I'm using now a lot of important experiences that I'm using now and at the same time I was able to take my passion my own personal internal passion and see it through a crucible so to say and be able to um, know what I didn't want to do and I think an indicator of that was when I finally left that job because a recruiter found me on LinkedIn. I had a conversation. I told them no three times and they continued to pursue me. And now I am in a job that I love because of the persistence of, of that recruiter. Now, why is this important? Because I was in a job that I was emotionally burning out from because I didn't like the tasks that I was doing. I loved the people I was working with, but um, I continually assessed the needs of the people around me. I did what I needed to do and tried to create software programs and I tried to create products um, to make other people's lives a little bit be better and more fun in that environment and 
the recruiter, I asked the recruiter, why did you keep coming after me? And he said, I found the passion. I, I noticed that you had a lot of passion for your work. And my response was, that was the least passionate I had ever been in a job. Like that, that was the job that I was least passionate about. I was burning out. I was, um, yeah, I was just going, going through the grind day by day. And he says, listen, I do this for a living. I listen to people all the time. And you, I could hear it in your voice and I wasn't about to let you go. And I think what he heard in my voice is the, the passion for people and the amount of attention that I would put into the things that I was um, tasked with, the things that I was supposed to do. Because during that, that process, he would, he would ask for things um, to find out more about me. He would try to get information. And I wouldn't treat him like a jerk. I treated him with respect and dignity. And I gave him the answers that he wanted. And at the same time, I would tell him, yes, but I'm not interested in that position. And it was really the passion for people, not necessarily the passion for a job or a specific role that stood out. I mean, as I try to make sense of that whole situation, that's the only thing I can think of. And where we can develop that as parents in our children is being able to communicate what you want and what you need. Because that was what I was doing through that quote-unquote interview process or that um, solicitation when that recruiter was trying to get me was I was communicating my needs. I was communicating the, the reasons I didn't want to work for his company. And he was communicating what he wanted for me. Like, well, why don't you just take a tour of our facility um, look us up on the website if you have any questions just ask me and I would I would satisfy the ask and I would look through the website and then I would tell me yep look through the website and I just wanted to let you know it's a really interesting but these are these are my needs and we went back and forth a couple of times and it was the process it was the amount of engagement through the process that highlighted a passion for the process and I think when we look for people that we want to work with it's really important that we find people to work with who will remain engaged even though you don't agree uh, who will remain engaged even though they're they're not necessarily getting everything they want but you know that they will not drop the ball on you. That you, they will not just treat you like a jerk. And um, yeah, I think today's podcast then is about passion, developing passion in our kids by giving them the skills to be able to communicate what they need and uh, negotiate with other people. 
Thank you so much for joining me in this fatherhood experience.